welcome back uh, for another episode of our podcast of uh, talking about uh, how to have a normal, common relationship with God. Uh, that, that sounds uh, nice and easy, but maybe a little more difficult than we think because uh, our mind are somehow wired that uh, God is a compartment that we do when we go to church, we do Bible study, we have our devotions, and that is our time with God. And yet we don't think more um, kind of universal, holistic, and think every single moment and breath that we take is uh, an actual uh, time with God. And so what does that actually look like when we're at home, when we're at work, when we're doing a hobby or driving a car? And uh, this podcast is designed to kind of introduce some of those ideas and those conversations. We talk a lot about it's not doing for God, but being with God. But then out of that being with God flows uh, how we interact with our relationships and the world around us, how we live on mission and purpose. And so uh, if you've been uh, with us, you know that I'm Pastor Dan Hertzler, and uh, I'm a pastor at Refuge Church in Manor, PA. And uh, with me, I got these two guys. I'm Mike. And I'm Ryan. And uh, these guys kind of help dialogue and keep the conversation going and share some of our own insight, uh, some of our own failures, uh, some of our own journey in this, because uh, the truth is none of us have arrived at this. We're continually kind of working through what does this look like? And uh, we're hoping to, to continue that. And uh, we've been talking really about forgiveness. And forgiveness is a, is a topic that actually hits both of these things. It's, it's actually at its core. That, that's the reason why we can be with God, because God first forgave us. And yet then Jesus also tells us we are to then go forgive others as we've been forgiven. And so that flows out into the relationships around us. And so uh, we realize this can be really uh, difficult though it can be really touchy because uh, there's been a lot of hurt a lot of damage a lot of wound there's been uh, uh, violations and abuse and and all sorts of things that have happened and yet in the midst of that we somehow have to understand this concept of forgiveness uh, we have shared before and we'll keep sharing again we we, we value and and highlight the need for counseling, especially professional counseling. We uh, share that if you are currently in a, an abusive situation to get out, okay, there, there is nothing that uh, we would do to, to encourage you to be there or to stay. That is unhealthy, uh, and you need to remove yourself from that. And we're not saying forgiveness is you go back to the way it was because uh, that's not uh, what God is intending by having natural consequences for that. But what we say forgiveness is is being able to release Release your personal uh, indebtedness that someone has to you. So you release that you have to get the revenge, that you have to right the wrong, that you have to have it happen the way you want it to happen. You release the fact that their act no longer has that power over you to uh, hold on to the bitterness, to the anger, to the resentment that can come with that. And that can be uh, to a person, that can be to a group of people, that can even be towards yourself because you sometimes look in the mirror and you hold yourself uh, indebted to certain things that God's already forgiven you for. And so this is an ongoing thing. This is a conversation. This is a dialogue. And uh, we're kind of wrapping up this whole series that we've been talking about and uh, just kind of really looking at, so, so what do we do with the past? If we've been forgiven and we are to forgive others, does that mean we just totally forget the past? 
And if it doesn't mean we forget the past, if God didn't give us a time machine or a, you know, I'm kind of dating myself now, but the Will Smith men in black, you know, uh, uh, red light there, or uh-huh. zap it and, and everyone's minds uh, forget everything. God didn't give us those tools. Uh, what do we do with that? And what does that mean? What does that look like even for thinking about generational type of forgiveness or generational type of things? Uh, how do we reconcile all that together? So uh, we just kind of throw that out to these guys here, just kind of throw up this idea, like, what do we do with the past, Mike, when it comes to forgiveness? So before the show, we were talking and it was like, oh, yeah, no, this this should be a relatively like more simple than some of the ones that we've hit. And now I'm sitting here going, man, that's like such a <laughs> really just unpack that one. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we don't um, just blindly forget it. Um, I, I think that there's value in not doing that, but there's also value in not clinging to it. Um, if I think of it... Um, one of my, my wife's counselors, uh, gave her an illustration specifically about like grief. Um, and I think it relates to trauma and Mm -hmm. events that have happened to us. But, um, if you think of it, like it's, it's a ball that's in a room, um, and it can be a small ball. It can be a big ball and and the room can be smaller or or whatever. It's not that the ball ever goes away, Mm. but it is that the room gets larger. And so if I think about our past and how that might relate to it, I I, I might say that um, we don't want to keep trying to make the ball bigger. Hmm. Um, And what I'm trying to say is, is that perspective kind of continues for us. Like we, it's always there. It's always a part of your life, but it is not your life. Um, it might be a piece of that, but in, in, in the more that we try to replace it or make it larger, it, it, I think that can become dangerous and it can become a foothold for the enemy, yeah. um, as it relates to unforgiveness, but even as it relates to identity issues and insecurities and anxieties that we have. Um, and yeah, I mean, so like even for myself to give a real example, you know, one of the things that I struggle with sometimes is, um, I have a lot of like identity issues because of things that happened in my past regarding my performance and things like that. Um, and I, uh, relatively recently got one of the worst grades I've gotten in like years. I still passed the course with like flying colors and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And I was just like way down, Mm -hmm. like holding on to my past, letting all that stuff come up, the areas where I needed to forgive all of that. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do the, 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 like the Christian thing here and hand this to God. And I actually did it right. Like I'm, I'm making fun of it a little bit, but I did it. And what was wild was like the enemy spun that so quick and Mm -hmm. was like, now you're going to be a terrible father. Like your kid can't home with this grade, like, and all this stuff and all these different ideas. And I'm like, where is this coming from? And I just had to stop and, and go back to God, which is where I'm kind of coming full circle with it and just hand him the whole thing Mm. and just say, God, like help me to see who you've created me to be. Help me to live into that identity and, and, and all of those different things. And so, um, I think that there's ways where we can look at it in a healthy way and go back and try to understand more about ourselves and understand more about, um, our children, whatever that looks like, or whoever it is that we're affecting. Um, but I think it's also not healthy to, to just like have that death grip onto it and allow it to become your, your whole identity. Yeah. Yeah. There's someone, I I don't know who it was the actual person that quoted it, but it's like, uh, you know, history doesn't always repeat itself, but it often rhymes. 
And, and I think there's a part where you're recognizing, Mike, is that things that have done on in our past, uh, if we don't fully grasp an understanding of it, we're prone to just keep letting it repeating it repeat right uh, and and it'll keep going on and on in fact uh pete cesarius in his book uh emotional spiritual health uh talks about uh, really about a lot of the generational stuff that has maybe even gone on from our grandfathers to our fathers to to ourselves that we pass on to our kids because we don't ever take the time to think about it or process it or or to examine it even the the passage that paul says uh therefore you're a new creation the old right. is gone the new has come we don't really even know necessarily what new needs to come because we don't even understand the old. And so there's, there's a healthy part of looking into our past, all the ugly warts, all the, all the yucky stuff to, to come to an understanding of it. Um, so that we're able to be able then to be able to move forward with that or not repeat or not have the rhythms continue to, to create new rhythms, uh, even a new legacy. So uh, I definitely uh, understand what you're saying there. Ryan, what's your thought? What, what, what do we do with the past when, when we talk about forgiveness? Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about forgiveness and we're on this side of I have forgiven this person and we're looking back into the past, Right. I think the past will often, you know, we're aware of what has happened. But what I also would suggest, too, is, you know, if, if you've been hurt by someone, don't you yourself condemn them, mm. you know, because just remember in the back, right, while you're not maybe necessarily called to go back to this same situation. Right. I just feel like, you know, when Jesus says, you know, Love your enemy. Pray for those who persecute you. There is this place of once you have this freedom of I have forgiven this person. Yeah. Don't just entirely write them off of like, well, all right, they're condemned to hell. Like, you know, write them. Like, I think there is this healthy part of Lord, bless them. Lord, you know, do a work in their heart. Not, yeah. not so that, you know, things are necessarily reconciled between us. But Lord, just because I want to see, you know, you just really get the glory for their, yeah. for their lives, you know, and it just reminds me of a, you know, conversation I was, you know, just having with, with someone and, um, you know, the woman was just kind of saying, well, you know, he's a narcissist, you know, he's always going to be a narcissist. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I understand, right. You know, you throw out all the statistics, all the things and it's like, yeah. but truly if, if with God, all things are possible. I'm not saying yeah. that that leads you to, you know, yeah. staying in whatever, but don't limit like what God can do in this yeah. person's life. You know, uh, and a narcissist narcissism is not a death sentence, yeah. right? Like God who changes the heart, yeah. you know? And so I'm just, just saying like, don't write off, you know, just these things that have happened as if there can be no way back, yeah. you know? Of, well, I got to just write this person off forever. No, no, no. Believe that God will guide you continually. Yeah. He will show you the path in which you need to go. But also believe that God really can. It's as he's changed our hearts. Yeah. If he could change me, he can for surely change this person who has wronged me or hurt me. Yeah. So, you know, just be open to where God is leading. Yeah, no, that's that's good to, to be reminded because um, we can really get stuck in that um, in that spot, uh, you know, and, and again, this is where we really, really, uh, emphasize the, the need for 
just just wisdom in your life of counsel, uh, community, uh, people speaking into us. Because we can convince ourselves all sorts of things. Uh, and we can convince ourselves, oh, no, 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 it's not going to happen again. And yet you keep repeating the same patterns. And someone someone looks there and says, you need to you need to change course, okay? You need to get out of that, okay? Or, or that's not good for you. Or we can keep saying, well, they're always going to be that way. They're always going to be that way. And someone needs to speak. Well, no, because maybe God's doing a work in them. And and I can't sit here and tell you it's this one or that one unless we're sitting across the table and we're talking, we're dialoguing, and and I can, can hear the full tale. So, so if you're listening to this and you are in a spot like now where you're saying, Okay, am I going to go this way or that way? You really not don't need to to just trust this podcast <laughs> as your guidance. That's not the intent of this podcast. This podcast is to bring these discussions out, so that hopefully in the in the community of faith that you have, or uh, with with professional counseling or pastor around to to really guide you in what direction that part can be. What we want to encourage you though is to be able to to use the past as something to to help understand maybe why we do some of the things we do. Uh, it mesmerizes me how I've sat across the room with people in their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, and they never stop to wonder how they've lived their entire lives uh, because of the fact that something happened when they were younger. And, uh, you know, one of the saddest things that can happen is that we can go through our whole lives just doing the same things over and over again, and we never, ever examined why we do it. Why do we do it? Where did that first initial idea came to our mind? It's, it's like if you ever saw that movie Inception, it's kind of a wild sci-fi kind of idea about dreams and stuff. But the whole premise of the movie is that you can plant an idea in someone's dream that they'll end up doing it because of that one idea. And not that, again, I believe in that whole thing of dreams and stuff, but it is the idea that somewhere in our lives an idea was planted and we let it take root and it grew and it developed into something. And we have to ask that question. I think that's the power that Christ gives to us is that we're able to do that now. We're able to go back into our past and look and say, where did that, where did that seed start? As Mike was sharing, you know, he get a bad grade on a, on a test as a, as a grown adult, and he reacted a certain way. Well, where did that reaction come from? It came from a seed that was planted way before that said his value or worth was on a grade or a performance. And, and that's just one example because we could all use ex- examples all over the place. And so forgiveness gives us that ability to go back and look into our past and find out where that first seed was planted. Now, the danger is, is, is we can, we can dwell in that and we can feel captive that we are now a victim or we are now bound by that, or we'll never break free from that. We can, we can allow that thought or that going back into our past sit at our table. And I think that's what Ryan's trying to get at is saying, well, 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 wait a second. That's not something that we just let dwell within us. And when I mean by dwell within us, we, we let it re- resonate. We let it sit. We let it live with us. It, it, I love the picture. It, it, it sits at the table with us and, and dines and eats with us. And now it's a part of us. And now we never seem to be able to break free from that. No, 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 no. It, that's not what we're saying here either. We're saying that we're, we let it, we examine it, we understand that. But at our table, 
is, is, is the goodness of God. At the table is the, is the mercy seat of God, the forgiveness of God. Now, again, uh, and, and you may sound like, uh, hey, I'm repeating myself because I, 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 I've, I've looked across people that have been in some horrific situations. They've heard speakers or pastors talk about forgiveness and they think, well, I, I got to stay here because I got to keep forgiving. I got to keep forgiving. There's some real danger because we can allow enabling behavior and stuff happen. So again, if you are in a, any spot where there's physical, emotional, any kind of harm, any kind of abuse, you, you need to get out of that. And then we can talk later on about what does that look like. But what we're saying right now is just really for more all of us, use the opportunity that our past tells us and shows us something to let it be something that reveals hopefully what we can now move forward in. And, and that's the part that I want to encourage you. Is. So, and, and so this is the part I kind of want to throw back to Mike a little bit because he, he was so uh, vulnerable to share it, even a personal thing. You know, uh, Mike, as you think about that past and your performance type thing, like, like what is it, what is the freedom you have now? Or what is it now that you look at and say, okay, when I check myself, I'm able to use that experience and, and move forward in a healthier way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think for me, it starts probably most evidently in uh, my relationship with others um, and, and how I am not um, the things that I do. I, I tend to, to bring a, a standard um, or an expectation in them and, um, I mean, there, there's been times where I think I've been, I've been really good about, I just want you to be the best that you can be, mm. um, and really been true to that. But then there's other moments where I just, I just don't understand how you don't understand this. Yeah. Right. And, uh, having a lot more grace and mercy for people there, but also just within myself, mm. um, because, um, you know, even that element of my past, the, um, the, the, the voices in my head at times, yeah. Um, know exactly what buttons to push mm. and they know exactly what memories to bring up um, and what experiences that, that, that I've had and, and how those really get to, to the core of my identity. Mm. And, and it has been um, a humbling and hard process to begin. I'm not there. Yeah. But to begin to embrace my identity in Christ, mm, to yeah. understand that that God is not just a God that loves me, but He actually really likes me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And to I've, I've been given all sorts of exercises by my therapist and things like that to um to really just think about um yeah. how even before I came into the world there was no expectation mm. on on any of those. Mm things or any of that. And that's been really, really useful, right? Yeah. If I'm going to go to the past, then I need to go to, to the past mm -hmm. and like yeah. the way back. Um, and even just the excitement that God has for his own creation, yeah. uh, and yeah. the wonder that he has for it, yeah. uh, and, and to look at the thing that he made and, and to say that it is good. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it doesn't really help me at all. Uh, with academics, I still get the flashbacks, <laughs> but, uh, I try to, when I have the flashback yeah. ground myself yeah. and, yeah. and the more that I walk through this process in a healthy way, which is why it's important to do this in not just community, but a good community, which yeah. is what you were getting at. Yeah. Um, 
the more that I've, I've been walking through this, the easier it has been, um, which even on the topic of forgiveness kind of gets me back to that 70 times seven, which mm-hmm. I've heard is you do it until it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. And so for me, it's a process where I'm continuing to do it until it yeah. doesn't hurt anymore. Good. And, and, you know, P. Cesare says it the way that, you know, so for some of us to move forward, we have to look back, right? We got to go back to move forward. And and I think that's what you're looking at, but we want to encourage that moving forward part that you are able to do that. That's, that's one of the gifts I think that comes with God that we, we undersell. We are able to move forward. Yeah. And, and I think if you are just blindly trying to, to truck forward, like I've done, because I can be rather hardheaded, you run the risk, uh, of essentially just repeating how you got to where you did in the first place, whether you're a a true victim of those circumstances or not, it's, it's in really understanding, you know, to your point earlier, how did, how did it get here? Yep. Right. Yeah. And you know, you also hit, and I shared the idea too. And and I think this is something going to be really critical post COVID how valuable community is, how valuable gathering is. Isolation uh, is death. Yeah. And, and isolation, I think, plus internet, Google, social media <laughs> allows us to fuel these own thoughts that we have in our own minds or our own ways of doing it and, and the danger that can come with that. But a good, healthy community, the good, healthy uh, support group around you uh, can help you know, moving you towards what God has intended for you. And so, um, you know, Ryan, I, I just want to throw one more thing back to you uh, because you used it in this way where, you know, and I think about your story and I know your story because um, you were actually in my youth group. <laughs> That's I how was. old I am. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you you identify even now, I think, with kids that, kind of just went through the motions mm-hmm. in church life because that's where you were like. Mm-hmm. And so you see, say, hey, I can use some of my story in my past for, for good now too. And and tell me a little just quickly about that. Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, I think God often, you know, he, he uses, praise God, he uses our failures and our mistakes from the past, you know, obviously to help us today. Yeah. But then I think too, just even investing in the next generation, you know, I've just kind of felt just to really pull on my heart for specific kids that I can look at in the youth group and like, man, I, I, I really do know, like yeah. probably to a different level of what you're going through. Cause, cause I was there, Yeah. you know, I, I, I probably had really similar thoughts to you, yeah. really similar questions, doubts, all the thing. And so it's been pretty cool to be able to come alongside different, different guys and be like, like, you know, they tell me what they're thinking. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, I yeah. was right there, yeah. you know, and I yeah. think there brings some validity to it of like, huh, okay, you know, he's been there. Yeah. But, you know, at the same point to, to be patient with these, these guys, yeah. because yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, we all, we all move at different paces yeah. and just trusting that Lord, you know, I believe that you are desiring to do a work, you know, and just kind of committing this over to him. But it's just been something really cool, you know, just overall, just seeing God, you know, you can take right the the messes of our past and turn them into, you know, I've heard it before, like a lesson, you know, something that can be shared that really is valuable for someone else. And, and, and again, as you, you hear us, uh, we all have these different experiences. Uh, we all have these different pasts. We all have a past. We all have a beginning. Uh, we all have these different things that we've either been conditioned or we've learned to cope through uh, that sometimes um, 
you know, are, are things going on that we don't even pay attention to or are things that God uses to, to, uh, to help us reach or care for others. Uh, and so uh, I would just tell you, uh, don't, don't be afraid of your past, uh, but don't also feel victim to it. And so there's there's a little bit of a dance between those things where, yeah, we look back on it and we we learn and understand. Uh, yet we also don't want to stay there and, and we want to move forward. And so maybe God's letting you move back so that you understand. Maybe God's letting you move back so that you can help others. Maybe God's letting you think about the past just so that um, you start to to dictate what your new future would be. I, I don't know what it may be, but the thing is that I do know. When God forgave us and we forgave others, he didn't give us a time machine to, to go back. He didn't give us the ability to, to wipe our minds. There's a part of that that he allows it to be a part of our story. And I think we need to do that as well without it being the main part of the story. Because the main part of the story is always the goodness of God and his grace and forgiveness to us. And so, uh, again, if there's anything we can do to help you, uh, please uh, reach out to us. Email us at info at churchrefuge.com. Uh, in all this conversations about forgiveness and all these things about relationships, we know it's very complex. Uh, we're not trying to solve everything. We're not trying to tell you it's going to be all simple and, and wonderful roses all the time. But uh, we'd really encourage that you get the help uh, you get the counsel, you get the support around you. And if we can help in that, that's what we'd love to do. But at most, uh, we want you to be thinking and processing. How does your everyday walk with God look like if you know that you've been forgiven and that you are to forgive others? What freedom can come with that for you to be able to look in the past but not be bound by it, but use it to understand how you want to go forward? Again, we thank you for listening. We're glad that you're here.